0: Let's continue with our lessons on understanding our tefillah, understanding what we pray when we daven and we stand before the King of Kings. So now we're in the section of thankfulness. So here when we're saying we are grateful to you, for you are my master, our God, and the God of our fathers forever and all time. Rock of our lives, shield of our salvation, are you from generation to generation. We will thank you and declare your praise for our lives which are entrusted into your hands, and for our souls which are placed in your charge, and for your miracles which are with us every day, and for your wonders and favors at all times, evening, morning, and afternoon. Good one, for your compassion is unending, and compassionate one, for your kindnesses never cease, We have always placed our hope in you, and for all these things may your name be blessed and exalted, our King, continually, forever, and all time. And may all the living thank you, Salah, and praise your name in truth, God who saves us and helps us, Salah. You are the source of all blessing, my Master, whose name is good, and to you it is fitting to give thanks. And then we say, we are grateful to you that you, my master, are our God and God of our fathers, God of all flesh who formed us and formed the universe. Blessings and thanks to your great and holy name for keeping us alive and sustaining us. May you continue to give us life and sustain us and may you gather our exiles to the courtyards of your sanctuary to keep your statues and to do your will and to serve you wholeheartedly For we are grateful to you, blessed is God of thanks." So here, we are expressing our profound feelings of gratitude for all that we have and all that we hope for in this blessing titled modim. And so when we stop to think, we have so much to be grateful for in our daily lives and in the lives of our people. Yet sadly, we take much of what we receive for granted. Some of us living in a fluent society feel that we receive, what we receive is an entitlement. A mere thank you will really not do when a wholehearted expression of appreciation is necessary. The term modim has more than one connotation. Among those connotations is to acknowledge. We must acknowledge all that we receive before expressing our gratitude and thankfulness. When we eat a meal, we recite blessings of thankfulness before and after. But it does not end there. We must digest the food. So we pray that all the organs of the digestive system work properly. The stomach breaks down food with thirty five thousand digestive glands. And the liver processes a hundred and ninety gallons of blood a day purifying nutrients. The pancreas contains one million tiny factories that produce insulin critical for energy. So we actually have to be grateful for the hidden miracles that take place after we sit down to a meal. In order to recognize these hidden miracles of the body, the rabbis establish a special blessing after one relieves oneself, the Yashay Yatzar. When we eat a meal and thank God for what he has given us, we show gratitude. When we realize the daily miracles of our human bodies, we often take for granted Right, we express thankfulness and as a result of our experiencing these daily miracles of life, we develop an attitude of gratitude. And when we say our lives are in God's hands, the Talmud teaches that one who experiences a miracle does not realize that he is receiving it. Every day of our lives, we experience miracles and do not realize it. If it were not for God's unseen miracles, our lives would not continue. So another one of our hidden miracles is the soul itself. When a person gives a security payment to his friend for a loan, the lender is obligated to return the security when the loan is paid. The Zohar compares this scenario to the fact that every night Hashem takes our souls from us as a security for our obligations, sins. And Hashem returns our soul the next morning even though we have not paid off our debt. We are most grateful for this hidden miracle. When we say, and for your miracles that are with us every day, one of the greatest of our hidden miracles is our immune system. Our immune system is an intricate network of cells, tissues, organs, that band together to defend our body against foreign invaders such as germs, viruses and bacteria. A healthy immune system protects us by creating a barrier that stops these invaders from entering our bodies. If one happens to slip by and starts to produce white blood cells and other chemicals that attack and destroy these foreign substances, if our immune system cannot get rid of the invader before it starts to reproduce, it revs up even more to destroy the invaders as they multiply. In addition to blood cells and chemicals that physically attack germs, our skin, lungs, digestive tract, saliva, and tears are also all involved in the immune response so hashem in his infinite wisdom knew that mortal man would be exposed to disease and in the words of our rabbis god creates to cure before the sickness so any disease that will emerge as a, has a cure that may have not yet been discovered and god is a creator of all cures and one of the prime examples of his prepared cures is our immune system working behind the scenes but always there And there are times when we witness Hashkaha Pratit's divine providence in action. Consider the following scenario. Supposedly, a healthy 44-year-old enters a hospital for some routine testing. In the course of the workup, she is told that the doctors have found signs of a potentially fatal disease. So in truth she never wanted to go to the hospital for those routine tests she just wanted to postpone them for several months but now that she went ahead with the testing she's fortunate to discover that it's still early enough to treat the disease and save her life so the kazuri ask us to envision that we are in the presence of the Shekhinah when we recite the last words of the blessing who returns his divine presence to zion and bow down in the manner that the jews did when they were in the temple Bow with the feeling that you are experiencing the Divine Presence. Envisioning God before us is a serious spiritual goal. We should try to visualize what it would be like to have the Shekhinah before us, even when we pray alone at home, where we're not part of a miniature temple. So Rabbi Abraham Yitzhak Cook explains that we bow in order to stand humbly in God's presence. We bow only a limited number of times in the Shemona Esray, during the first section when we praise God, and in this section of thankfulness. During the middle blessings of petition, we do not bow at all. Why? When we first enter the presence of the King, we are truly humbled. We are all, we are in awe of His majesty. It may be too difficult to speak that we actually call out, My Master, open my lips and let my mouth declare your praise. Soon after we begin the personal and communal blessings to petition Hashem for all of our needs and hopes. And during these blessings we have to approach Hashem with a sense of self-confidence born of the knowledge that Hashem has promised to make our people great. And the goal is to balance humbleness symbolized by bowing with confidence and pride as we stand erectly before God. But now as we come to Modim and bow to show appreciation for all the good things that God does for us. We realize how dependent we are on him. We feel overwhelmed by God's overflowing kindness. And at this point, we bow again to demonstrate our sense of humility and the realization that God has done so much for us, even though we may be unworthy. And Ralph Cook sees the necessity to balance the possible negative spiritual side effects of not bowing during the previous blessings with the humility of bowing during Modim. In fact, if we do not bow at this point in our evolving sense of inner godliness, our stature, symbolized by our spine, will evolve into raw ego. Our relationship with Hashem is a dance between assertion and surrender, and we must strike a balance. So, during the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, when the Hazan says the modem, modem blessing, the congregation says a prayer unlike any other. The modim of the rabbis, a different version. The role of the repetition of the Shmoneh Esrei by the Hazan is to enable those who do not know how to read properly to fulfill their prayer obligations. Why then does a congregation recite modim on its own and not rely on the Hazan? So the Abu Draham expresses a very profound thought on this question. We can recite. We, we can request that the Hazan be our representative for every other blessing of the Smona Esrei. But when it comes to Modim, hazan cannot represent us. The reason is straightforward. Modim means thankfulness, and we cannot express thanks appropriately via proxy. We must do it in person. And according to the Talmud, this prayer is a composite of several rabbis' views, each suggesting how we should thank God. Each addition is so important that the sages could not decide which expression to choose so therefore we say all of the expressions since we included all the rabbi's opinions we refer to this prayer as the rabbi's modim so each sage thanks god in their own ways as follows rav thanks god for the ability opportunity and inspiration to thank god Shmuel adds god of all flesh which includes mankind the entire animal kingdom the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens, who all praise God. Rav Simai states further that thanking God is the purpose of all creation. His thoughts are eloquently expressed in the words of the Mishnah. Whenever the Holy One, blessed be He, created in this world, uh, whatever the Holy One, blessed be He, created in this world, He created only for His glory. As it said, all who are called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I formed and made. And the people of Nahardia, said in the name of Rav Simai that we give blessings and praise to God's great name for giving us life and sustaining us for the purpose of thanking God. God not only gives us life, he sustains us throughout life. Rav Acha Bar Yaakov concludes that we thank God for continuing to give us life and sustaining us, that in the future he will unite us and gather us in our exiles to his courtyard so that we may serve him wholeheartedly. Ravacha does not only include God's gift of life for sustaining us in the here and now. He projects a future where God will unite us and enable us to serve Him in the Holy Temple. And when we say, "Good One, for Your compassion is unending," "Compassionate One, for Your kindnesses never cease," we refer to God's unending mercies. The greatest of which is the gift of life and sustaining it, as discussed earlier. This word of "mercies," derived from the word "rahim," which means womb, "rahim," which means womb. The greatest compassion and mercy shown to a human being is all the is all is all encompassing loving care of the fetus in the womb. When we ask for Hashem's compassion, it's out of the stark realization that, like the infant, we're totally helpless without His protection once we come into the world we need more than god's compassion we need his kindness to sustain us through all of life's trials and tribulations and this is why we call out to our compassionate one may your kindnesses never cease and when we say may all the living thank you Salah, throughout tanakh we find that every living creature every growing thing praises god and the psalm incorporated into the well-known ashray prayer david Melech describes god's kindness to all his creatures open you open your hand and satisfy all living things with favor in fact god's kindness extends even to his anatomic creations which are also noted in Ashrei. my master is good to all and his compassion is upon all his works so in the work titled Perik shira which is the song of the universe we see how all of the almighty's creations praise him the following are some examples the heavens say the heavens speak of god's glory in the skies tell of his handiwork the earth says, to God belongs the earth and everything in it, the world and all that dwell in it. The rivers say, the rivers will clap hands, mountains will sing in joy together. The swallow says, so that my soul might sing to you and not be stilled, my master God, forever I will thank you. The fish say, the voice of God is upon the waters, the God of glory thunders, God is upon vast waters. Many raise the question, how do inanimate objects and wildlife Praise Hashem, since they are unable to speak. And one suggestion is that these inanimate objects and wildlife praise God by their very existence. Another suggestion is that on some level, unbeknownst to us, these creations can indeed speak, and even though we cannot hear it. And moreover, when we see and study these creations, we are amazed by their beauty and special role in God's creation. This alone is cause for us, to praise the Almighty. Baruch Adonai Leolam Amen Be Amen.